0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Something Blue by Anita Kay, specializing in wedding and event photography. Visit her page on Facebook. For those in love, capture those memories with Something Blue by Anita Kay. <laughs> uh, hey Beavis, let's check out Unbridled Enthusiasm with Mark Poulos. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut up, dumbass so fuck you and fuck <laughs> your baby and fuck your wife <laughs> <laughs> why, and why and fuck them all he headphones. we're recording at a barbecue gas station we're not pausing this <laughs> to put a baby in there so, uh, so you can just stop it right you're half drunk and high, oh, trying to read a rap first off, first all right, here we go. we're literally we on the edge. <laughs> we're on the edge of the Grand Canyon that's my whole job when I'm on the road is protecting my butt stoner and the fat man he says man you really need to turn your life around. Fuck you, Mark. Mark Poulos, <laughs> Hello, folks. Welcome back to the Unbridled Enthusiasm podcast. I am your host, Mark Poulos. As always, it's good to be back today on the podcast. Uh, just me and a microphone again. Uh, seems like it's been a while. A lot of specialty episodes, a lot of guests. Um... So today uh I was on the road with uh with a comic and we just started talking about uh like our funniest stories about dealing with cops and uh I realized how many stories that I had just ridiculous stories of my run-ins with uh officers of the law. So I thought it'd be fun to uh to break down some of those stories and uh tell you about them. So I uh, yeah. <clears throat> Growing up, I was a really good kid. like I never really got in trouble with the law a lot. I did uh, a lot of stupid shit with my friends. Um, but nothing like dangerous or you know robbing people or anything like that. It's just basically you know, boys being boys type of stuff. and it would always end up running into the uh, the officers of the law in uh, one scenario or another. I, uh, I remember back when I was, uh, God, I must've been 11 or, uh, maybe 12. I feel like I talked about this on the, uh, the first Halloween episode, um, me and two of my friends, I don't really know him that well. And we went trick or treating together. And, uh, the one guy was just like out of his fucking mind. Like the minute we got out there trick or treating, he was just all over us like, you know we are we are the uh the top of the food chain out here when we're when we're trick-or-treating so we got to take the candy from the younger kids and i just looked at him. i was like are you out of your fucking mind like what are you talking about and he's like this is the way it is man you've never been a part of it but this is how it goes down you steal the candy from the younger kids and in my head i'm just like are you because this was a a guy that i knew pretty well i mean i didn't really know him as well as my other friends he was kind of one of those cursor friends like on the outside and then the other guy that was in the group was just some guy he brought with him so it was like i didn't even know the other guy and the other guy didn't seem like he was down with this whole scenario either so i was just like oh my god this guy is literally out of his mind so we uh uh we decided me and the other guy that we were just gonna leave this dude behind and do our own thing because we didn't want to get in trouble so we just started trick-or-treating around the neighborhood by ourselves and then just out of nowhere here he comes like dragging this kid dressed like an Eminem through the bushes and she is just like latched on to her bag of candy like it's a fucking lifeboat and she's in the ocean she's like no no So we're both like, just let the goddamn bag go. What are you, out of your fucking mind? So he lets her go, and she takes off running. So me and this other guy were just like, I don't want to be around you. You're just out of your mind. And I don't know how it all went down, but somehow he uh, and the other guy, they went off on their own, and I was all by myself. And I was just trick-or-treating house to house, just, like, not putting much credence into what just happened with the little girl. And then out of nowhere, the dad comes running around the corner, and he's like, there you are. And I was like, what? And he, like, grabbed me by the shirt and threw me up against this garage door. And he's like, where are your friends? Where are your friends? Call out to your friends. And uh, me having so much experience with the law and authority, I just started yelling, he got me guys, he got me, come on out. So uh, the one friend that started the whole thing, he was long gone, he like ran all the way home, but the other dude that I kind of knew, he came out of the bushes and uh, we ended up getting taken to this guy's house and he called the police and the police showed up and they started questioning us and trying to strong arm us like saying that we were going to be charged with uh, assault and armed robbery and all this craziness and the best was my when my mom and my brother showed up my mom was trying to be all nice and and you know you know courteous with the police officers and my brother was like completely being Perry Mason and like my lawyer at the time he was like are these boys being arrested and the police officer's like who are you and he's like are they being arrested have they been read their rights are they going downtown and the police officer's like is this your lawyer and I'm like pretty much and my mom was getting so mad at my brother because he just kept like hammering at these police officers but you know that's just the way he was he was just very uh against authority and he was always the guy that was right, and he wasn't going to take it from other people. And, you know, God bless him at the time because he got us uh, out of a scary situation. Because, like, any, once my brother showed up, like, anything the police said that was, like, a scare tactic towards us, he just shut it down immediately. <laughs> The police officer's like, well, you know, uh, in addition to the uh, armed robbery, my brother's like, it's not armed robbery. He didn't have a weapon. He didn't steal anything over $50. And the police officer just keeps eyeballing him. And after a while, I think the cop just decided it was easier to just let us go to not have to deal with my brother anymore. And he was right because, you know, once my brother got something in his head, forget about it. Like, you weren't going to talk him down. Oh, man. Oh, man i miss that guy he was such a character but it was like stuff like that when i was a kid i remember um hanging out with two of my friends and uh, we heard about this big party that was uh like on the other side of the city so we decided uh that we were gonna go and check out the party so we uh no how the hell did it go down i feel like somebody said that there was a party and we weren't invited so for some reason we thought it would be hilarious to call the police on the party which is like the biggest dick move in the world to do um so we called the cops on the party but that wasn't enough like we had to go see the aftermath so we uh we like got in the car and we drove over there and uh and got near the party, and we saw that the police were there, and they were breaking it up, and we thought it was so hilarious. And then we drove away, and then the uh, the police ended up pulling us over because they thought that we escaped from the party. And we were like, no, we're just driving around, you know. And we were all drinking Snapple for some reason. I remember that because the police officer goes, he looks in the car and we're all drinking Snapple, which is really fucking weird. There's like four dudes drinking Snapple in a Jeep Cherokee near a party. He's like, "Uh, what are you guys drinking in there? And uh, my buddy's brother was like, Snapple? Is there a problem with that? And he goes, not unless there's something in it. And he was like, sweet goodness (laughs) so the cop wanted to smell all the snapples and they were all just snapple we were just driving around because we're like the douchiest kids ever (laughs) we're driving around calling police on on parties and drinking snapple (laughs) but uh he pulled my friend out of the car who was driving and like ran his license and everything and my friend was like really uh kind of introverted and wasn't that socially inept so the uh (laughs) he uh The police officer is questioning him he's just being all weird outside and i just remember having my window down and he goes are you drunk and he's like no i'm just really weird (laughs) he's like so you're like this all the time and he's like that is correct yes i'm like this all the time and i was just like (laughs) because i feel like at some point too he did uh he did some kind of joke from uh cheech and chong or something where the cop was like can i see your license and he was like oh that's what it was he came up to the window and he said can i see your license and he goes isn't it back there on the bumper man and that's when he was like get out of the car (laughs) he's like are you always like this and he's like yeah i'm just pretty weird and there was another time where we, uh, we were having a Halloween party at my friend's house. And, uh, you know, obviously it got out of hand and really loud. So the police were called. And I just remember like sitting in the living room and the two cops came in the house and somebody was like, my God, man, those are the best cop costumes I've ever seen in my life. And they were like, they're not costumes where the police and like people ran out the back door and stuff. And uh, they just kind of were looking around to make sure there was no underage drinking and stuff like that. And at some point they ended up back outside on the lawn talking to my friend who was dressed like the unknown comic. And I don't know if you know who the unknown comic is, but he was a guy that would perform with a paper bag on his head with like two eyes cut out of it. So he's standing on the lawn, and I still to this day think it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. I was looking out the front window, and there's my friend with a bag on his head speaking to the police, like, intelligently. And they're just both, like, nodding their heads, and he's just like, you know, he's saying stuff like, you know, come on, guys, you know you can't just walk into somebody's house. Like, you need some kind of probable cause or a search warrant or something like that. And then they were like, well, we were actually let in by somebody else and he was like well yeah but that was that the person that owned the house or was it just somebody at the party he's like we got to get this stuff stuff straight and like after all of it one of the police officers was like sir can you take that bag off your head and he was like absolutely not you have no idea who I am and that's the way it's gonna stay and then he just took off running <laughs> it was probably the funniest thing I've ever seen he's just such out of his mind and he's He's as crazy as he ever is right now. <laughs> oh man, with so many, so many strange, strange stories with the police because I, uh, I just wasn't that guy that really get involved with the police a lot. Like I wasn't a bad egg, and I wasn't really doing crazy stuff. But I just always, for whatever reason, would just get mixed up with police for some reason. But, you know, sometimes it was my own fault. Like I remember my first road car ever was, was a, a, a Hyundai Accord hatchback. And it was like the shittiest car in the history of the world. Like I paid, I think like $5,000 for it. And it was like a year old. It had no cruise, no air conditioning. It was just like the bottom of the barrel and I drove that car all over America. By the time it got to like 270,000 miles on it, it was just starting to fall apart. And I was driving home from a gig in Iowa and I got about an hour outside of town and literally the entire exhaust system fell off my car. And it was just because re- it made so much noise, but then uh once I was able to figure out how to get it unhooked from the underside of my car like I still drove that car for like I don't know three months without an exhaust system on it which was very dangerous because the exhaust was kind of like blowing back in through the vents into the car so I always had to keep the windows (laughs) down and it was so fucking loud I remember getting pulled over by the police at some point and uh it really felt like Planes, trains, and automobiles scenario where the car, you know, where they're driving the car that was like burnt to a crisp and nothing worked on it, and whatever. The cop came up and he was like, "You know, sir, why why is this car so loud?" And I was like, "Well, you know, a couple months ago the exhaust system fell off of it." And he was like, "You know, that's that's extremely dangerous." And I was like, "Well, yeah, I I assume that, but I just I don't have money to buy a new car." And he was like, "This car is, you know." i don't know if i can let you go along in this car in the condition it is and i you know i talked my way out of it and i got him to let me go but i was just like you could literally hear my car coming from like 10 miles away it was just so loud you know these uh these young kids they put these governors and these glass packs on their cars to make their exhaust sound a lot louder and uh all you got to do is just rip the exhaust system off apparently so that's not too bad but uh I, there was a, there was a time there where like um, I had a bunch of tickets on my record, and my insurance was sky high, and like I could not get like another ticket like it was impossible. So I just started doing these really strange things to get out of tickets. Like the biggest thing was I was just always alert, like looking through my mirrors and my side mirrors to see if police were coming because. As soon as I saw cherries, I would like get off the highway, and I would start driving down like back roads and side roads, and just like pull into somebody's driveway and like shut everything off and hide. And a lot of times, man, I got out of tickets that way, where they just kind of drove by and and they weren't able to find me. I think one of the funniest ones was uh, I was in the small town in North Dakota. And I was just having a really bad day. Like, I was so behind, and I was late for the show, and I had to cut through this small town to get back to the main highway. And there was a lady driving, like, 20 in a 45, and it was driving me bonkers. So I just made the decision to fly around her. And I literally, as I was passing her, I was coming straight at a police officer, and I was like, oh, fuck me. So, of course, he pulls a U-turn, and I just turn off down a side road and I was like there's no way he's not going to find me so what do I do now so I just pulled my car to the side of the road and I got out and I just started walking down this neighborhood because in my head I'm like well he can't pull me over if I'm not in my car so I just started walking down this neighborhood and I just remember like looking back and he was parked at the end of the street just staring at me as i'm like walking and pretending like i'm looking for somebody's house and i literally like went up to one of the doors of a house that looked like nobody was home and i just kind of started knocking on the door like mock i wasn't really knocking i was just like pretending to knock on the door just to make it seem like uh, this was the house that i was going to and he stayed there for a bit but i guess he got a call for something so he uh he took off and uh and I found myself, um, you know, all right again. And there was a lot of occasions where, you know, and I'm not proud to say this, but uh, um, where I I drove when I probably shouldn't after drinking at the bar, and I got out of a lot of uh, DUIs <coughs> just by the grace of God and there was only two times in my entire life that I've ever been breathalyzed by police. And I know a lot of people listen to this are like two times, that's it. <laughs> and they were both like the most ridiculous times ever. Like, uh, I think I talked about it in my, uh, uh, being a part of the fraternity podcast. But, um, so we had a party one night and, uh, I pulled security. So I wasn't able to drink because I had to be focused on fights and that kind of stuff. And, checking ids at the door and all this bullshit so my uh, younger sister and a couple of her friends showed up at the party and they were pretty sticklers around our fraternity as far as parking on the street went and especially in the winter time when it was like a snow emergency so they came in the fraternity and my sister hands me her car keys and she's like i couldn't find anywhere to park so i just parked it half in and half out of your driveway and i was like oh for fuck's sake so I head out there, and I get in the car, and I start it. And, like, seconds after I started, I get blocked in by the police. And I was like, oh, shit. So they come up to the window, and they're like, can you step out of the car? And I was like, yeah. I'm like, you been drinking tonight? And I'm like, no, I haven't been drinking at all. And they just didn't believe me. So they, uh, they handcuffed me and put me in the back of the police car. And being as big as I am, it was, like, the most uncomfortable thing ever. I got my hands handcuffed, and I'm, like, laying across the back seat. And they were like, well, before we, uh," and they were asking me about the car and why I was in it. And and I said, it's my sister's car. And she didn't know where to park, so I'm just moving it to the parking garage over there. And, you know, they were just giving me bullshit. And they were like, we know you're drunk, so let's let's do this breathalyzer so we can take you downtown or whatever. And I was like, whatever. So they gave me the breathalyzer. And the first time I did it, and I didn't blow hard enough, so they were like, you got to blow more, blow more. And I was like, this is so gay. So I, uh, I did the breathalyzer and then they both start looking at the breathalyzer and looking at each other. Like it's some kind of fake out or something. I'm like, guys, I know I'm not drunk. I haven't had anything to drink tonight. And they're like, yeah, it says 0.0. And I was like, all right. And they were like, well, just give us a minute to run your, um, run your driver's license to make sure you don't have any outstanding warrants and we can let you go. So I'm like, all right so they run my license and i don't have any outstanding warrants and then these fuckers still gave me a parking ticket and i was like you know you guys suck ass so it was like a really cold night and i went and i parked my sister's car in the parking garage and i ran back to the fraternity and like right near the police car i hit a patch of ice and i went straight up in the air and landed right on my ass and i slid for like a couple more feet The guy opens the door, and he's like, whoa, you all right there, big guy? And I was like, fuck you, and I ran back into the house. (laughs) And then after the the party was over, and I was still sober, uh, we got into my, uh, the uh, people that were coming with me, they got in my car. I feel like my sister and her friends got in my car, too, because they were too drunk to drive, so we were just going to leave their car downtown and i was going to drive them home or something like that i i can't even remember i was going to drive them home in their car i don't know but they blocked me in again and they were like are you drunk and they made me breathalyze again i was like are you guys out of your fucking mind like but the uh the other time that i got a breathalyzer which was kind of funny was uh <laughs> i was uh i was doing comedy and, uh, I was working with this guy and we did this, uh, we did this college town. And, uh, after the show, these college kids were just buying us a bunch of shots and stuff. And we literally, I'm like six seven, three fifty. He's about, uh, maybe five, six, 150 pounds. We drank about the exact amount of alcohol. So we were driving back to the hotel and i made the left turn into the hotel and i guess he pulled the u-turn to go into the taco bell and he got pulled over i didn't know this at the time i got a phone call at about three in the morning of this guy going uh you gotta come bail me out of jail because um i just got a dui and i was like holy shit but he's like don't drive here he goes because they're gonna breathalyze you before they let you sign me out because there's some kind of uh some kind of a, uh, a policy that says that you can't you can't take anybody into your custody if you're drunk also so whatever so I took a taxi over there and and uh, the guy explained to me he goes, I don't know if your friend explained to you but if you've been drinking at all tonight um, you know uh, you have to blow a 0.0. To be able to sign him out So thinking about all of the drinks that I had had That night I was like holy shit This is going to take forever So I did the breathalyzer and, and it came up like .01 Or something like that And I actually felt stupid I was like man I drank all that alcohol and it did nothing So I might want to give this up But So I bailed him out of jail And it freaked me out because when I signed the paperwork It said something on there like That I'm taking complete credit or like custody of him until he comes back for his court date and i was like holy shit i don't know if i feel comfortable with that and he's like come on man you gotta and i'm like all right well you better make it back for your fucking court date because i don't need to come here for a court date oh man that's life on the road you know people are uh (laughs) People get wrapped up in uh and drinking and and getting involved with I apologize. my wife is sending me weird pictures on my phone during this podcast. I mean it's just ridiculous. I can't do a podcast. she sends me so many weird pictures. She's out of her mind. she's crazy. Let's see what's the next cop story. Oh, this is a funny one too. I was, uh, what was that one? Oh, I was driving from Oklahoma City to uh, Fort Smith, Ar- Smith, Arkansas, and apparently that stretch of road is known for like smugglers for some reason. So, those of you that don't know, I sell a bunch of t shirts after the show, so a lot of times I have to have gilded boxes in the backseat of my car for extra sizes and whatever after the show so I basically looked like a warehouse driving down the road. So I got pulled over between Oklahoma city and Fort Smith. Um, and I wasn't speeding or doing anything. So it was really strange. And the guy came up to my, uh, passenger window, which was the first time any of that had happened. He just like, I'm waiting for him to come up on my side. And he starts rapping on the passenger window. It scared the shit out of me. I was like, yes. And he's like, would you mind stepping out of the car and coming back to the cruiser with me? And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Is this, like, Oklahoma justice? Am I about to get, like, rolled for a bunch of money and then, like, sent off into the woods or some shit? So he gets in the car, and he's, like, running my license, and he's being real, like, CIA about the whole thing. He's not saying anything. He's just tapping the keys. And I was like, sir, do you mind telling me why you pulled me over? And he's like, well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that he's like why are you uh why are you traveling through our state today mark and i was like well i'm an entertainer i'm going from oklahoma city to fort smith what kind of entertainment and i was just like i didn't want to say comedian because i was like whatever so i just said writer and he's like writer what do you write and i was like fine i'm a stand-up comic and he's like oh tell me some jokes and i was like go fuck yourself But uh, he was like, why do you got all those boxes in the back seat of your car? And I was like, oh, shit, here we go. And I said, well, those are T-shirts that I sell after the show. And he's like, oh, okay. He goes, because uh, we've had a real problem with people smuggling drugs through here. He's like, would you mind if I uh, went through your car to try to find drugs? And I was like, I go, I don't have any drugs, but I'd rather you didn't because I've got everything kind of perfectly packed away and and I'm kind of in a hurry. And he's like, okay, well, you know, I don't see any records on here of you doing any kind of drug activity or whatever, and I'm sure I'll be able to let you go. And I was like, would you mind telling me why you pulled me over? And then he was like, do you see that little plastic outline around your driver's uh, your license plate? Well, the right corner of your tab is being covered by that plastic border, and you're actually supposed to be able to see all four corners of your tab. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, that's a real thing. And I go, well, is there anything that I can do to rectify the situation? And he was like, no. Next time you get a tab, just make sure all four corners are visible. And I was like, what a fucking douche. So I left. I gave him the finger. No, I didn't. I think one of the... uh, um, I used to go to... I went to Canada a lot, too. And if you think police are bad, you should try dealing with uh, Border Patrol. Border Patrol is the worst. I don't know what it is about them, but they think that they're like the FBI or some crazy shit. But I've had so many problems trying to get through the border, especially with my boxes of shirts in the backseat of my car. It just drives them insane. I remember there was one time... It was like hours. I was just sitting at Border Patrol while they were running my information and and all this bullshit and my work papers. But it was hilarious because these two truckers apparently didn't have the right permits to come into Canada. And the guy was, like, being really nice with them and, like, trying to help them and whatever. And I think they thought that that they were dealing with Americans because what happens is when you're coming from America into Canada the people that you're talking to at the border are, are are all canadian people like they're canadian border patrol and then when you're coming from canada back to america you're talking to all the american border patrol it makes pretty simple sense like each country wants to kind of filter the people that are coming in so i thought i think he thought that he was talking to american border patrol because after this guy was like let me make a few phone calls and see what i can do this guy turned around and like at the top of his lungs he was like fuck you canada and this guy was like what was that sir what'd you say and he's like can i see those passports again and then he took the guy's passports and he threw them in the garbage can and the guy was like what the fuck and he goes Why don't you have a seat it's gonna be a long day and i was like holy shit these guys don't fuck around So most of the time when I would go through there, I would just try to be as courteous as possible and just, like, you know, not not ruffle any feathers, you know, give them all the information that they needed and just try not to be a dick because it seemed like that was the easiest way to get through there is just to, you know, be nice and not be a dick. But people, you know, they just... They can't be bothered with things sometimes so they just get so pissed off at the little things it's just like fucking they want you to kowtow kowtow you know just don't be a dick about it but there was probably the funniest story of me coming over the border was uh i was driving from edmonton trying to get back home and i was driving through the night because there was a huge snowstorm that was coming so i was trying to beat it and uh so I needed to get south as fast as I could so I just started going south wherever I was in Canada I just started going south I kept going south and south and then this road ran into a border crossing which ended up being like a really small town border crossing so that in and of itself was suspicious that I was trying to go across a smaller border crossing and it was like 3 in the morning and I got there and these guys are completely suspicious they think I'm running drugs or some craziness so uh they they pulled me into some garage and then i had to sit in this little square room with no windows for like two hours while they tore my car apart and the best part of the whole story is is that at that time i was selling single mom t-shirts that says that said uh smilf's rock and smilf was my thing for milf you know milf is just mom i'd like to fuck and i came up with smilf which was single mom i'd like to fuck um and it was kind of my catchphrase for a long time so i would sell these shirts that said smelf's rock and then on the back it said porn star sex and kick-ass snacks and uh so i'm in there for about an hour and i'm freaking out because i'm like what the hell is happening like am i going to like canada jail or something and after uh i'd say about an hour this guy peeks his head in through the door And uh, I was like, oh, God, here it comes. He's about to tell me that I'm going to jail or something. And he goes, I know what a MILF is, but what's a smilf? And I was like, single mom would like to fuck. And he was like, oh, shit, that is classic. And then he just shut the door, and I didn't see him again for another hour. And then they came in. They were like, you're free to go. And I went in my car, and, like, everything was upside down, backwards. It was all flipped and like they ransacked my whole fucking car and i was like what the fuck but i was like i'm through it's over just let me get the fuck home and uh i'd say in the last like five or ten years i haven't had that many run-ins with the police i think one of the stupidest scenarios ever was like two years ago i was driving through this small town in wyoming we're just cruising through there uh, at the speed limit. There's a bunch of cars because it was kind of a throughway. And then at the end of town, there was a speed trap. So everybody slammed on their brakes and like everybody got like an inch away from each other's bumpers. It was like an accordion closed. And then about a half mile down the road, the cop pulled up next to me and told me to pull over. There was 10 cars. I was the only out-of-state license plate. And I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me so he comes up to the window and he was like uh do you have any idea why i pulled you over and i actually said to him i go sir this is the first time truthfully in my entire life that i can say to a police officer i have absolutely no idea why you pulled me over i was doing the speed limit uh i wasn't driving erratically we got our seatbelts on i wasn't following too close and he went ah but you were and i go what and he goes you were pretty close to that car in front of you and i said we were all close like we were all driving a a car and a half distance away from each other and then they saw the speed trap and everybody slammed on their brakes like everybody was an inch away from each other's bumpers and he was like nah i just saw you and i was like oh surprising so he's like can i see your license insurance and registration and he walks away and my friend that was in the car with me he just punches me in the arm and he goes what the fuck are you doing and i go this is bullshit man there's no reason he should have pulled this over and he goes can you stop arguing with the police i have so much weed in my pants and i was like oh god that's right so when he came back i was all like you know whatever officer thank you sir sorry sir and uh he gave me this ticket that was like forty-seven dollars, and he was like, "If you if you want to come back and uh, and fight it, feel free." And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm gonna drive fourteen hours back to Wyoming to fight a forty-seven dollar ticket, which I should have because it fucked with my insurance and still is fucking with my insurance right now." But the funniest part is like, literally, we get through that. We get through this like side highway throughway and we get back to Interstate 90 near Rapid City. And uh we get on the highway and we're driving and like the very next exit there's like three police officers that are like flying onto the highway. And my first thought is, oh shit, I was speeding and they're trying to get onto the highway to get behind me so they can pull me over so my thought process is you know what slow down let them get on the highway and then they'll let you know what they want to do so it was really weird they were like pulling onto the highway really slow and i was like oh fuck this is happening like they want to get behind me and pull me over so i move over to the left lane and i start going like the speed limit's like 75 and they're entering the highway at like 30 and i was like what the fuck is this so I slowed down to like 30 thinking that something's happening so I just like stayed there and they stayed there and I was like what the fuck is this so I said forget it if they're gonna pull me over they're gonna pull me over so I just I got back up to speed and I moved over in front of them because they're doing something fucking weird and then boom I immediately get pulled over and I was like what the fuck so this guy comes up to the window and he's all freaking out on me he's like do you know how to drive what the fuck are you doing and i was like what are you talking about and he goes when police officers come onto the highway you get out of their way and i was like i was i pulled over to the other road and i slowed down so you guys could go he's like no you keep at a current speed and you move over and you get out of our way and i was like i don't know what you want from me sir like i did what i thought was right he was like next time you see police officers coming on the highway you get out of their way and I was like, okay. And I was like, <laughs> it didn't make any fucking sense. But I was like, what a day. I was like, how many times can we get pulled over? But the uh, the last story I want to talk about is uh, is such a crazy story. I was working at the casino dealing blackjack, and I had a state trooper start playing blackjack with me. And I just, you know, casually brought up conversation like is there anything that I could do when I get pulled over to make it go smoother or maybe get out of a ticket? Because up until that point, every time I got pulled over, I was given a ticket. Like I had never had a police officer go, you know what? It looks like you're having a tough day. I'll just let you go on this one. Like it never happened. It was always like, here's your ticket, dumbass. Here's your ticket, fuck face. And I was like, because i i was just so interested because i had all these friends and everybody that was getting out of these tickets you know and i'm like is there like something you say or like you know some kind of excuse you can give and he's like all i can tell you is the minute that the window opens and the police officer starts talking to you like anything that comes out of your mouth he can use against you so he's like the only advice i would give you is don't speak first and uh, be very vague in your answers and be aloof and don't admit to anything specific that you did wrong he's like a lot of times people that's what he's like that's why they asked that question do you know why i pulled you over and if you go was i speeding like boom you get a speeding ticket and i was like oh okay so don't speak first and speak in generalities all right i appreciate that so I think it was about a week later, I was driving to work, and I was late, and the road that took you to the casino was like this two-lane road, and there were small sections of it broken up where you could pass people. And I thought there was just one car in front of me going really slow, so I swung out to go past him, and it turned out it was like six cars, and I was like, oh, shit. And I had already made the decision, so I like put the gas on, and I tried to pass all of them, and I couldn't and i got stuck in the pack i had to move back in and like within seconds later i got pulled over by this police officer and uh and so he walks up to the window and i'm like all right i'm gonna try my new thing here so i lower the window and he flashes the light in my eyes and i don't i'm looking at him and he's looking at me i'm looking at him and he's looking at me i look at him and he looks at me nobody's saying anything i'm like what the fuck is going on here and finally, after a bit, he goes, you're not the guy, are you? And I go, what do you mean? And he goes, uh, I lost sight of the car for a second when it went over that hill. And I couldn't tell if it was the second car in the line or the third car in the line. And I go, <laughs> "And I go, oh, you mean that crazy guy that like tried to pass all the cars? And he's like, yeah. And I go, that was the red car that's in front of me. And he was like, oh, shit. He's like, thanks, man. And he jumped back in his cruiser and he took off after him. And I was like well i guess i guess that works (laughs) you know and it was like the first time and i think the only time up till now that i have ever not gotten a ticket so wherever you are state trooper that gave me that great advice and just remember that if you ever get pulled over the next time do not speak first speak in generalities don't cop to anything just uh just play dumb you know that's i guess what will get you out of a ticket is just pretend you're an idiot which is easier for me because i'm a complete idiot so uh yeah so people are surprised to hear that i've i've been uh only been close to being arrested one time and but i've never been arrested i've never been processed i've never spent a night in jail i've never done that and you know knock on wood thank christ you know that uh my life didn't take that turn, and and I'm an adult now. You know, I have a wife and a family, and and I'm not throwing uh, snowballs at cars anymore. So, hopefully, it'll stay that way. So, I appreciate you guys uh, tuning into the Unbridled Enthusiasm podcast. You can always get it on iTunes, uh, Podbean, and uh, off my website at largedrunkman.com, which has got all the upcoming dates that'll be on the road and uh if you like to find out about my comedy just go to itunes and look up mark pulos and you can download all three of my comedy albums and uh my website's got some uh funny t-shirts that i sell creep squad flapjacks and tits waffles and cocks and uh, i'm not drunk i'm a bitch so check those out buy them support me uh Yeah, and tune in next time when we talk about Who Knows. Ladies and gentlemen, the winner of this podcast and new Intercontinental Podcast Champion, Mark Pools.